Hello, friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the eighth day of October. I'm your host, Paul White. Thanks for joining me. It's a Saturday, and that means it's time to tell you what's coming up tomorrow on our full-length sermon drop. Every Sunday, we release a sermon from our travels. This Sunday, we will release the Grace Encounter for the month of September with our friends in Chapin, South Carolina. We go there on the fourth Friday of every month. This past meeting, just a few weeks ago, we did a sermon I titled Encounters with God, and I walked through the Old Testament style encounters with God and the various times that God appears to men through all of these different ways, but God doesn't really do it the same way twice. And then comes Jesus, the ultimate encounter with God. We open from John 1 in which Jesus has exegeted the Father. Jesus has showed us what the Father looks like. And we admit a paradox, a problem. And that problem is that we don't get to do what Thomas did. We don't get to touch the nail-scarred hands, put our hand into Jesus' spear-pierced side, and then declare, my Lord and my God. If we could do that, then we could easily have an encounter with God in which we saw the resurrected Jesus. We don't get that. However, Jesus himself gives us a way to have multiple encounters with God. I don't want to give it away. That would give the whole sermon away. You need to watch or listen. But I think this is going to bless you because it's going to open your eyes to the encounters with God that you get to have. I don't mean once in a while on a Sunday or whenever a good guest speaker comes in or your favorite evangelist preaches I mean you get to have encounters with God as you live this out on the earth. So watch for the sermon tomorrow. It's available on YouTube. Our channel is PWM. It's also available at paulwhiteministries.com. It's available at Paul White Ministries' Facebook page. And if you just prefer audio, wherever you're listening to the DDP right now, well, there's two drops on Sunday. One is the DDP, and the other will be titled Encounters with God. Today, speaking of God... We are going to try and close our little examination of the first line of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father, and here's the word that closes the line, Almighty. I believe in God the Father, Almighty. We've talked about belief. We've talked about the Father. Let's talk about the Almighty and bring it back to the Father, because that's really, it's all about the Father. God the Father Almighty. It's not even just about our belief in Him. It's about Him. That phrase Almighty, I, I we could pick a lot of places. It appears throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament. But for purposes of Greek, listen to Revelation chapter 1 verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come the Almighty. And the Greek word Almighty there is Pantocrator. Pantocrator comes from two Greek words. It actually has two roots, pan and krasis. Pan is the word that means encompassing or all-encompassing. If we say something is pan-national, then it covers all nationalities. There was an old airline in the U.S. years ago called Pan Am. Uh, Pan-America, meaning encompassing all of America. The word krasis means government or rule. It's the 
root word of stuff like democracy or theocracy. Democracy ruled by the people. Theocracy ruled by God. Put pan and crosses together, pantocrator, and you get the all-encompassing rule. So when we say, I believe in God the Father Almighty, we are saying, I believe that God is a Father whose rule encompasses all. And that speaks back a little bit to what we talked about on yesterday's podcast, that in the Roman mentality, the Father was the paterfamilias. He was the master. He was the legal authority. He held it over all of his property and all of his possessions and all of his that lived in his house. And that ruler over all was a great influence on the way they saw Father. Now, I want you to realize this. When we say he's ruler over all, think of it in those terms within their context. Don't put our definition of Almighty. One of the things we've done with the word Almighty is that we think it means you have the power to do all things. But that's not what the word Almighty meant then, and it shouldn't be what it means now. Almighty doesn't mean he has the power to do everything. Almighty means he rules over everything. God Almighty means that God is ruler over all things. It doesn't mean God makes all things happen. And this can help clear up a portion of our theology that sometimes has God doing things that are less than noble, bad things are happening, and we end up saying, well, God's doing what he wants to do. You know, God's working it out. When the truth is he's not doing everything. He rules over the powers that be, but he doesn't do all things. When we recite this line in the creed, I believe in God the Father Almighty, some people are going to have a very negative feeling. And one of the reasons it's going to be negative is because they have a bad experience with their father. But I want you to realize that that was more the norm than the exception in the early days of the creed because you came out of a culture in which the paterfamilias, in which the father had little communication with his family. You didn't see the father in comforting terms. And so to recite the creed, uh, most people reciting it were reciting it from a place of, well, I didn't have much of an earthly father. And so the creed is confronting our negativity And how is it doing it? Because it's putting God in as our positive father, that God is better than the earthly fathers that we've had. And by the way, it was costly for the early church to declare God to be almighty, because by saying he's God the Father almighty, they are saying he's bigger, more powerful, more almighty, than my paterfamilias. He's more powerful than the father that I have on this earth. And this isn't a sexist statement or a gender-specific statement or a paternal over maternal statement. It's not saying that fathers are better than mothers, but it is very clearly saying that God is a better father and mother than your earthly father and mother. It's a little bit like Matthew 23, 9, where Jesus says, Call no man father because you have one father, and that's the father that is in heaven. There's a lot we could say about God the Father Almighty. I've said it, I try to say it in various sermons and in various ways, and it's been a near obsession of mine lately. 
I hope we've at least given you enough to think about in this first line of the creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty that will give you somewhere to go as you get started investigating the creed. Tomorrow, I want to do a little more work with Almighty, and I want to move forward just a little bit in the timeline, a couple centuries into the timeline, to see why that Almighty mattered to the early church. But I'll also sort of let that leak over into the next line of the creed, and we'll do that tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.